Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is about how to find your passion. How to find your passion is something I'm passionate about. Yes, do it, find it, make it happen. All right, how do we do it? Great question. We are going get, to get down into it, so uh, if you're new to the podcast, then it's important to realize that I am a passionate person, and yet, if you just see me in regular, everyday life walking around, I'm not going to be jumping off the walls, I'm not going to be jumping on couches and yelling at you my passion, I'll actually be pretty low-key and probably just slipping in the background. That's how I roll. However, here on this podcast, you can share in my enthusiasm and excitement for discovering one's passion because my passion is to help you find your passion and I may call it find your flow this website findflow.com findflow.org find your flow universe I don't have that one find your flow publishing find your flow book series find your flow podcast all that is is about helping people find their passion and get to it and really just be able to get more into that and be able to spread that flow and ease and magic into your whole life, into my whole life, into our community's lives, into our planet's lives. Yes, it's pretty uh, tall order. I get that. It's okay. It's okay. Probably not going to happen all in my lifetime, and I'm okay with that, right? If I can just set up the framework, the structure, the infrastructure, get it going, get some momentum built up, pass it down to those that want to carry the torch. If it's worthwhile, right? If it's useless and meaningless and it's just some dumb idea some guy had out in the middle of the desert in 2000 while he was out partying with his friends, well then, that's what it is. But I've heard other stories about a guy out in the desert with burning bushes and whatnot. That story became pretty popular. It even created a movement of sorts. And people interpret and misinterpret and reinterpret that whole thing and argue and all that. I don't care to do any of that anymore. I'm too old for that, friends. I care more about getting to the point of it all. What is the passion? The passion of who? Of what? Of you. It's you, friend. That's the secret. We're here for you because your life is important and I care about you. And I'm sure there are other people that care about you too. And so in that vein, let's talk about what makes you happy. Do you know what makes you happy? Or is it, are, are you consciously aware? Yes, when I do this thing, it makes me happy. Or do you just find, feel happy sometimes and other times not so much? If you can be aware of the things that make you happy, ideally you could do more of them, right? It would be like, hey, well, I really enjoy doing this. I enjoy surfing. How could I go surfing more? Well, I could uh, wake up earlier and go before work. I could bring my gear with me and go after work. I could uh, make a deal with my significant other so that they can go do this other thing while I get an hour to go surf here or there. Right? You can start to, if it's something that's important to you, you can start to make plans to work that thing more into your life. But then, 
chances are you'll get tested. Because as I've mentioned and discussed in many podcast episodes, life just keeps happening. Life doesn't always care until we show life how much we care. Because that's the test. We'll be tested in this way, right? We'll have life going on. We'll say, hey, I really like this thing. I love this thing. I'm passionate about this thing. Life will say, oh, yeah, how passionate? And say, oh, it's so passionate. This is everything for me. Oh, I want it so bad. It's so awesome. And then life will say, do you want it so bad that you'll keep doing it if I pull this chair out from under you and you fall on your butt in life? And then some people say, yeah, I still want it. They get right back up and they jump back into that thing that they love. They're passionate about it. And life will say, okay, okay. Here's uh, here's another little one. Oh, oh, it tripped you and now you fell flat on your face. You still want to keep doing that thing? And, you know, some people, some people, that's where they stop. They say, gosh, you know, life, why are you being so rough? Now I got, I busted up my nose and uh, I'm done with this. Okay, you know what? Actually, I want to go do this other thing. Or, ah, you know, this other thing's more important. Or, ah, this, you know, got too many commitments. So I have all these other things going on in my life. I got the kids, I got the job, I got the this, I got the animals, I got the fur babies, I got the whole, you know, I've got to watch that show that's so important for me in my life. And uh, forget that thing, I guess I don't really want it that bad after all. Okay, boom, life just keeps on going. It says, all right, no problem. Didn't think so. Didn't think you wanted it that bad. But give you a chance. So this this happens all the time. People find something, they like it, and I'm not judging. This is not a judgment, okay? This is just an observation, just an observation. What's, what do I have, Winston, you're just observing people. Okay, well, where's your experience in this? Where do you come off telling people about this? Okay, great question. That's fair. Well, I am, uh, I've been doing this Find Your Flow thing for about 18 years at this point. It's when I had my epiphany and started documenting and journaling all this stuff so I could have some kind of sense of where the what, what the whole thing is about. And had ups and downs, of course, right? I've been tested. 18 years, I'm still doing this, dumping money into this thing that, yeah, it makes some money back, but for the most part, not yet. As of time of this recording, I know in my heart of hearts that at some point it will be very successful financially. That's a big element of this whole thing. It's not why I do it, but it's definitely a part of it. And the passion is that I want a framework for people to be able to grow and self-realize and connect with whatever higher power is important for them and to experience more flow in their lives. And that's you, right? You, your family, your friends, your community. Because if I do that for you and your friend over there listening and our other friends over in that other part of the world, then more people get on this movement, if you will, this framework, then we, you know, at some point we'll probably meet, maybe virtually if not anything else and that'll create more flow and more synchronicities and more synergy and more awesomeness general awesomeness in the world and the universe and so being able to connect with each other and have that passion and share passions is going to get us all more excited so my passion again is to find so growing up oh yeah my qualifications. I don't have any qualifications. I just talk on this podcast a lot. And I write books and publish books and all that kind of stuff. But the real point, I think, is that I'm a jack of all trades, which people in our culture here in the U.S. say it like it's a bad thing. 
you know, like, oh, well, not a bad thing, but it's kind of like, oh, you're a jack of all trades. And then the next thing that comes out of their mouth, or at least in their head many times, is uh, master of none. Jack of all trade, master of none is a saying here in the U.S. So uh, my understanding, having read some stuff by Tim Ferriss and um, some other folks I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, the original kind of where that phrase came from, jack of all trades, is I think an English term, like an, a jack, like, hey, like a bob, hey, friend, like, it's kind of a generic name, and like a jack of all trades is like somebody who's good, and um, good at all these things, right, they can do many different things, and so I think that there's people who are naturally jacks and jills of all trades, and I think there's also a skill that that is its own skill to be able to get good at something fast and to be able to get proficient at it fast and that's kind of a generalist term or a generalist skill to be able to do many different things good now maybe you're not the best at those things right there's going to be an expert or a specialist that does that one thing better than the generalist or the jack of all trades or the jill of all trades however that's a different skill set right the specialist Again, not, I don't think one's better or worse than the other. I just think there are different applications in different situations where um, one may shine more than the other. And so as this relates to your passion, for me, I got passions. I'm freaking chock full of passions. I got I love magic. I love music. I love surfing. Nah, not as much. I still love surfing. I just haven't done it in years because it's not... I'm not that passionate about it. It's the reality. If it was, if I lived someplace where the water was super warm and I knew there's no sharks that I was afraid of, and uh, all that good stuff, and the waves weren't super huge, maybe, and I live closer, maybe I'd be back more passionate about it. But for now, it's cool. I love it. Not gonna rearrange my schedule to go do it. Right? That's that's the key. So. With that, with all this, what I'm saying is there are things that I've done and started like music. Okay, saxophone. I played saxophone since I was in fifth grade. Well, I've known a lot of other people that started saxophone and then for whatever reason quit, right? Nothing wrong with that. Um, I, people who I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I'm a purple belt as of this recording. Okay, well, I've started with a lot of other white belts. And I remember one of them in particular, we you know, became fast friends. And uh, it was pretty cool because, you know, we were both white belts and starting this new thing of jujitsu, and it's the most amazing thing to ever experience in your life if you've never done it. And we're training and learning, and it's so awesome, and talking about the jujitsu books that we're buying. And then next thing I know, I never see this guy again. It's like, well, where the heck did he go? It's like, and I heard through the grapevine, like, oh, you know, his girlfriend wanted to do yoga or something, so now he does yoga instead. Or something. I, I don't know. I might be making that up, but it was something kind of like that, where it's just like, oh, okay. Well, that sure didn't last very long. It's like maybe six months, and so and a lot of people would come and go, right? It's that whole look to your left, look to your right. These people won't be here when you graduate, or that whole kind of line of thinking of like most people just. And uh, again, nothing necessarily wrong with that, right? Life is going to be the filter. We each get to choose. How important is this thing for me? Is this something that I'm going to... So for me personally, jiu-jitsu, okay. Well, I started jiu-jitsu when our oldest son, Bradley, was two. And I did it because I couldn't lose weight. I was overweight. I put on all the weight when Elena got pregnant. And I wanted to lose the weight and couldn't. 
So I needed help. So I started training jujitsu. I fell in love with it, deeply, madly, passionately in love with it, more so than I ever thought. And so I figured out ways to, I had to sacrifice certain things, right? I had to sacrifice sleeping in on certain days or whatever, or, you know, um, had to let Elena go do her thing in the morning. So I wake up extra early to do this other thing. And we just made it work, right? Because I said to her and I said to life, like, hey, I know you're going to throw crazy stuff at me. And it did. And it did. And yet I determined that this was something that was of such high value and passion to me that this was a priority. So uh, Elena had health issues for um, in 2014. Uh, Bradley was about two and a half, I think. And I had every reason in the world to quit. I was so busy and so overworked and so at my wits end and so bleeding money, both of us, we were, um, and so stressed out. And yet, and and many people would have quit. And I'm not bragging. This is just to, to kind of illustrate the point, right? Um, there would have been a thousand and one reasons for me to quit. And there's times, of course, I wanted to quit. It's like, man, I just, I'm working so much. I'm so tired. I don't have energy to go get my butt kicked, <laughs> physically, literally get my butt kicked and choked out and tapped, um, you know, anymore. But then I would, I would just do it. And I had to take Bradley with me because I couldn't leave him with Elena because she was unable to take care of him. And so I would still make it out there. And guess what? People there, kind of rallied. I had Margarita at the front desk. She would help me watch him while I would train. And then, uh, you know, there's another lady there um, sometimes and she would help. And so people started to to help me and I, it was really hard to ask for help, right? Because I'm prideful, I guess, at some level. And I wanted to, you know, I don't want to be dependent on people that I want to be dependent on anybody. And then to ask for help, like I really had to, you know, and that's, that was a growth experience right having to get out of my comfort zone ask for help depend on other people for help and that's part of what probably drew me even more into jujitsu was the community of the people that i was meeting and people supporting me who i didn't even know or owe anything they didn't owe anything to me right um i became i got to know them of course over this time but that was that was kind of it right there's all these different opportunities to go a different direction life's always throwing these things at us but it's up to each of us individually to say, okay, you know what? No, I want this that bad that I'm going to let these other things go. I'm going to um, get less sleep. I'm going to, uh, you know, rearrange this part of my life and maybe cancel uh, this other thing that I was doing so I could spend more time doing this thing. Or maybe your family is your passion and you're like, how can I? Okay, well, I've been playing too much, uh, you know, baseball on the weekends. And I need to scale it back so I can spend more time with my family. That's what I'm really passionate about. Okay. Boom. Nothing wrong with that either, right? It's just a matter of getting clear about what these things are for us and what are the things that are our passions. And if we're not sure, then uh, one thing I talked about in other episodes, and I'll bring it up again, is this idea of uh, being jealous. Look for people you're jealous of. What is it that you're jealous of about them? What do they have that you want? And if you're not sure, just, you know, look at look at pay attention when you feel that jealousy or that anger that hate we start talking smack about someone why what is it that you're talking smack about there's clues in there pay attention and then when you've got that you can start to focus on it the law of attraction it you can dream board it vision board it start to make plans for it 
just did an episode about being in the right place at the right time. Maybe um, you're more and more open to finding your passion in a place you maybe never expected. Maybe it looks different than you originally thought it would. That's a common theme in Law of Attraction is that the universe surprises us. God or whatever keeps it fun and exciting. We don't always know how it's going to show up, right? That's what makes it fun. Otherwise, if we already knew how it was all going to turn out all the time, it would be boring. God gets bored if God just knows everything, right? That's why he has us, or she has us, or it has us. Or it just is, and we're here to give that counterpoint. The individualized self. And then we can say, oh, well, this is what I want. This is what I'm passionate about. And life's going to say, okay, how passionate? Oh, I'm so passionate. And then it says, well, and again, we just get tested. We get tested, we get tested. And it just keeps, and then we think we're close. And it's like, whoa, all right, I cleared that hurdle. I cleared that plateau. And then once you know, the next challenge comes along. Oh, you're injured. Oh, man, you're going to be out for six weeks. I popped some ribs a while back. Gosh darn, that hurts. Turns out it's pretty common in my sport. And um, so what I do? Well, kind of stopped hurting. I'm going to go back, uh, you know, just going to go easy. Just going to go easy. So I go in and start off pretty easy, and then I get excited and get into it, and I do something stupid, and pop, pop the other one. Gosh darn, that hurts. Ah! And, I'm, you know, then I even uh, was like, okay, I'm going to take it even easier. I'm going to take, you know, just chill. And... Um, but still, of course, uh, but again, do I sit out? No, at that point, I'm and I'm not advocating, you know, not listening to your body. You should absolutely listen to your body. I just started arranging the way that I was training. I started practicing different things, moves that would not put my ribs in such danger. And so for me, that became the new practice. So I could keep going because I still love jiu-jitsu. I still want to be on the mats, and I still want to keep my habit of going there on the days that I go because I've developed that habit and that's important. So even if I just went and sat and watched everybody else train, I would still do that. But if I could sneak in the warm-ups and then sneak in some light rolls with people I know who know how to go light, then I did that. And now here I am. I don't even know how many weeks passed when I just popped my ribs last, but I would guess it's probably about six to eight weeks and I'm fine. Not going wood, feeling good. So that's it. So I've been tested and keep getting tested and life will surely throw more tests at me before I hit black belt, but that's okay because it's a journey, right? The destination is the journey or whatever. That's the passion that I live day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out. I'm five years deep, five and a half years maybe now. And it's, that's it. So what are you passionate about, friend? Go out and try things. Pay attention to who and what you are um, guilty of. No, that's not <laughs> what you are envious of. Jeez Louise. What are you envious of? What do you want that somebody else has? How could you get it or work toward it? What kind of plan? Who could you model? What kind of books and tapes could you buy to learn the skill that you need to learn to be able to do that thing to get that thing that you want? And or how might it show up in your life in an unexpected and fun way? Are you open to that thing showing up in a fun and unexpected way? All right. Write it out. Vision board it. Dream board it. And until next time, my friend, be flowing.